Welcome to Legend Lore with Luis and Lauren, where we talk about Pathfinder 2nd Edition. I'm Luis, and I'm a senior developer at Paizo working on the Pathfinder Lost Omens line. I've been playing tabletop RPGs for over 15 years, and I've written for dozens of Pathfinder products. I'm also the co-host of No Direction, the GM for Valiant, and I write the Monsters Physique blog here on the No Direction Network. And I'm Lauren. I've been playing RPGs for 20 years. I've contributed to multiple Pathfinder blogs and podcasts, and I'm currently a grad student in the field of animal intelligence. And this week, we're talking about the deity Saren Ray. And before we get started, we want to say, although we know a lot about what we're talking about when it comes to Pathfinder, we want to remind you that we're not providing any kind of official answers. We're here to offer advice, and you can use that however you like. Remember that the official word from Paizo is the only official ruling out there. But don't forget, it's your game. Do what works best for your table. Now, Luis, most of what I know about Serenray admittedly comes from, you know, like the gods and magic book and the core rule book. Mm -hmm. But really, I, I, I learned more about her first from the Kingmaker video game. Yeah. You know, where Serenray, the dawn flower, is all about metting out justice against irredeemable evil, mm -hmm. but offering, but offering, you know, ne'er-do-wells a chance to do well, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, I also first encountered Sanre via an adventure path. Mine was the Legacy of Fire adventure path. It's the very last adventure path for 3.5 um, rules before Pathfinder was its own game. Uh, and Sanre kind of featured heavenly, heavenly featured heavily in that AAP. Uh, she was kind of the. Uh, undertone, religious undertone of, of the whole thing. And the, there's the fight between Saren Ray and Rovogag that existed back in history. But yeah, Saren Ray, I think, is a pretty cool goddess. She is all about healing and compassion and helping others and putting a stop to evil. And uh, like you said, maybe smiting it down when it turns out that there's no way that you can ever stop that evil or it's completely irredeemable. She's so, as I've already said, she's also known as the Dawn Flower. Mm -hmm. Her alignment is neutral good, and she's the goddess of healing, honesty, redemption, and the sun. Mm -hmm. She takes the form of an angel because she once was an angel before she ascended to godhood. Yes. Uh, the story is that she was once an imperial lord who is... Uh, imperial lords in the, the setting are basically... Like demigods, powerful beings, some of them are gods, but they're not quite on the level of a full-on top-tier deity. And Saren Ray as an Imperial Lord did some cool stuff and eventually ascended to full-on godhood and uh, has been around ever since. Quick question, Louise. Because mm -hmm. the more I learn about the Pathfinder Pantheon, the more I see how, like, half of the core deities are ascended to godhood and they didn't used to be deities yeah who are the old gods who are the ones that have always been there i would say phrasma's probably always been there uh, if you look into the the history and lore of the setting phrasma it's probably the oldest of gods uh so phrasma was probably around for a long time i'd say abadar and asmodeus uh Calistria, and Desna were all around for a long time. Gorm, it sounds like, kind of came onto the playing field a little later. Uh, I know Irori and Nethys, and of course the other three ascended gods, Caden and Iomade and Orgorber. They all 
were originally people. Um, yeah, so the real old gods, probably Phrasma, Rovagug, Lamashtu, Desna, Asmodeus. Um, yeah, you're right. There is kind of a lot of gods who, who were once people and then eventually ascended to godhood. It kind of it kind of inspires adventures, you know, mm-hmm. to think that you just you just have to go go survive the trials of the Starstone, right? Or you just have to become the pinnacle uh, of perfection as a human and reach true enlightenment. No problem, right? No problem. Easy peasy. Yeah. So talking about Sarenragan, her edicts are to destroy the spawn of Rovagug, to protect allies, to provide aid to the sick and the wounded, and to seek and allow a path to redemption. Mm-hmm. It's not listed on here to destroy the undead, but I feel like that kind of is one of her edicts, right? Is that an unofficial edict? I think that's an unofficial edict for any good deity, really. All good deities are like, yeah, get rid of those undead. I think edicts are the... This is a step above and beyond what you would expect a good deity to to expect of you, right? Good deities want you to help other people. They want you to you know, be compassionate. They want you to uh, offer forgiveness and, and redemption if possible and destroy undead and stop evil. That's kind of a blanket. That's what good wants. But then the edicts tell you, it's particularly when you're destroying evil, make sure you're going out of your way to destroy Spawn of Rovagug. And when you're helping people, make sure you're specifically helping those who are sick and wounded and stuff like that. So how often in Galarian does the average adventurer encounter a Spawn of Rovagug? Like that seems like an awfully specific thing to be like one of your core edicts. Uh, it is a very awfully specific thing, but I think the thing comes down to if and when a spawn of Rovagug shows up you're not going to be the kind of person that is oh I will help people escape from this trouble or or things like that you are kind of being required no you have to turn and face it directly you can do good other ways when spawn of Rovagug show up if you're not a worshipper of Seren Ray you can help people out or uh, things like that but if you are a worshipper of Seren Ray you're demanded to kind of no, you are the front line. You're going to face the spawn of Rovagug directly. I wonder if that... I wonder if that... It, it is the same for worshippers of Rovagug. Like, you know, the clergy of Rovagug. I wonder if like, you have to destroy them. I feel like I feel like she'd more want you to offer redemption. Yeah, if you can redeem them, go for it. You know, that's, that's the thing, is seek and allow redemption. Yeah. Uh, the, the seek redemption is specifically saying take a moment to try to redeem someone and you know, put in the work. Don't just assume that because they're a worshiper of Rovagug, they're beyond redemption, right? Give it an ch- honest try and, and learn. And then, you know, if it doesn't work or if they are truly irredeemably evil, then that's, that's when the, the, the fire comes out. Now it is anathema to the dawn flower to create undead, to tell a lie, to deny a repentant creature an opportunity for redemption or to fail to strike down evil. Sure is. Saren Ray calls you to action, you know? Yeah. She's like, you gotta do it. You gotta strike down evil. You gotta protect people. Mm-hmm. Be honest, you know? All the things that you would expect from any champion or paladin of the realm. Additionally, Saren Ray's followers are traditionally of the alignments lawful good, neutral good, and chaotic good. 
If you try to if you try to be a priest of Sanray who isn't some form of good, you're probably not going to get any spells granted to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in first edition, because of the way alignments worked with deities, you could also be neutral. But I think it's all good now for Sanray. So if you are a devotee of Saren Ray, here's the things you can get. Your Divine Font is going to be heal, so you're going to get healing spells. Makes a lot of sense for the Goddess of Healing. Again, your Divine Skill is Medicine, another thing that makes sense for the, the Goddess of Healing. Saren Ray's favorite weapon is the Scimitar. She offers the domains of Fire, Healing, Sun, and Truth. Uh, and if you are also looking into 2E Gods of Magic, she also offers the alternate domain of Repose. And finally, as a cleric, you get some bonus spells. Wouldn't you know it, Goddess of Fire in the Sun gives you a lot of fire spells. You get Burning Hands, Fireball, and eventually Wall of Fire as additional spells that you can prepare as a cleric. Pretty fun stuff. Lots of cool fire. It's interesting that um, she doesn't give any kind of healing magic, like a, I don't know, remove poison or, or remove disease or something. She's like, all right, the spells that you're going to need are all about fire and burning away evil. Uh, you, you have plenty of stuff already to, to heal people. You need more fire. Well, and I feel like it kind of... I feel like a lot of Saren Ray, a lot of the things that she gives, the things that she's about, it, it is like a call to action, a call to violence against <laughs> the evil in the world. But like, you don't actually see that written anywhere. You know, I I think it's just understood. Just go and commit violence upon evil, right? I mean, all of the spell she grants are offensive, you know? I don't I don't think it's full-on always go commit violence against evil. Remember, you want to go try to redeem it first, right? I think it's just the moment you know it can't be redeemed, you got to be quick and decisive. And so that's why you have your, your fire spells and stuff at the ready, just in case it's an evil you can't redeem. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you gotta be ready. Because most be ready. of the evil is gonna be like, eh, we'll take our chances. And then you just gotta kill them. Gotta, gotta purge the evil. Yeah. So, what? where do you... Th- hmm. So, I feel like is gonna have more traditional temples. She does, right? yeah. Yeah, like 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 they're very they're very church like temples. But I don't know. Do you think there's a sparring ground in there? Um, yes, because I think maybe like bigger ones, maybe like bigger temples. Some bigger ones. I think all her faithful are kind of expected to be able to fight, not necessarily be told to fight. But you know, if if something goes wrong, you got to be ready to take up the blade to protect others or strike down evil. So there's got to be somewhere where you're doing some kind of training, even if it's just kind of an open courtyard, you know? Well, and I like that in Gods and Magic, they talk about how their temp- the temples are, like, you know, kind of open so that they can do their ceremonies in directly in the sunlight. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of a nice touch. Yeah. Uh, I think another place you might find her worship is hospitals and other places of care, when you think about it. It might have like a small little, a small little shrine mm-hmm. in like a hospital, yeah. or even the other way around, a shrine might have a hospital in it. Like that, a big temple might have a hospital in mm-hmm. it. That could be. Yeah, I, I could see some 
settlements having their only medical care through the church of Seren Ray. That's, you know, the, the local church or whatever. I feel like a Seren Ray temple might be the most welcoming place for refugees, you know? People who are escaping evil and, mm-hmm. you know, and need healing and, and a helping hand. Yeah, in the, the first edition Inner Sea Gods book, it mentions that uh, in some communities, Seren Ray's temples are growing sunflowers, right? Because that just is appropriate to the motif of the sun, but then uses the sunflower seeds to feed people or take in people and, you know, hey, come into the temple. We've made this bread out of the sunflower seed flour that we made uh they call it dawn flower bread and distribute that to the needy as well that's kind of cool i like that a lot so i feel like sand in particular for clerics i feel like her clerics would be equally doing her justice to be a war priest or a cloistered cleric yeah uh the iconic cleric kyra the one that you see when you go to the cleric section in in either pathfinder rulebook is a cleric of Saren Ray. So, yeah, I think it's very uh, apt here. I guess the question is, is Kyra a war priest or is she a cloistered cleric? Her scimitar is pretty prominent. Mm-hmm. She uses you know? it a lot. I guess we could look at, like, her pre-gen stats in oh, 2E funny. to answer that question, but that's not as fun. <laughs> we don't have those pulled up. So, uh, yeah, I think war priest does fit Kyra a bit better. She she is in a lot of action poses in most of the artwork that we see depicting her. She's usually mm-hmm. taking the blade up against people. So yeah, I like War Priest. For well, Kyra. I think that I think that cloistered fits for Sanry really well too, mm-hmm. because even in like the military, you know, you have you have your fighting forces, and then you have like medics, your stuff. admin and in, in medics and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. So I really feel like she she appreciates having both the front and back lines in her clergy. Yeah. Champions though, man, she's got to love champions. Oh, she for sure. She has to. You she, know, running she out had and destroying a, evil. She had a paladin code specifically uh, for paladins of Serenry in one e. Uh, which I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it says the paladins of the Dawnflower are fierce warriors like their goddess. They provide hope to the weak and support to the righteous. Yeah, that's good. I think that I think that you could get, I don't know, you could kind of see some alchemist worshippers because they can make all the alchemist fire and they can throw it at undead. Yeah, but also they can make elixirs of life and other healing. Oh, uh, yeah, stuff, that's true. Which is yeah. the the very apt i think for for saren ray so yeah alchemists kind of like the mundane cleric you know they have both healing and the the purging fire that they need for well when you think about a temple would want an alchemist around so they can stock their stores you Mm -hmm. know yeah you can't always get the priest out there for healing but you can always you know mail a potion to somebody or sometimes you don't even need the cleric for healing right there's some things that you just the right mixture of herbs is all that needs to heal someone. Saren Ray doesn't care how you heal someone or, or help someone out. Yeah, yeah, and I mean alchemist even has like one of the one of the subclasses or whatever of alchemist is just straight up a medicine skill doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. yeah, that worked pretty well. Uh, I c- I could see a barbarian of Saren Ray. I could see it. Somebody who just like really lost everything and is just angry about it 
to like undead, you know, I, I could see that someone who survived trauma in like Saren Ray is, is going to guide them to getting vengeance on the dead. I could nope. see that. Or someone who loves fire. Someone who just loves fire. Yeah. You can pull a black beard style thing, like set your beard on fire and go into, to your, your frenzy in combat. Right. Just yeah, destroying but evil. Ray like that. Destroying evil with fire? Heck yeah, I think she would. <laughs> okay, okay. Who's the... Is, isn't is there a Mwangi Expanse deity who's all about, like, fire and stuff? Uh, yeah, Lubaiko. But she's all about, like, fire for the sake of, like, creating chaos and rebellion and stuff. Yeah. Which is also perfect for a barbarian, but, yeah. Yeah. I, I think a barbarian can, you know, just lean into the fire idea. Especially if you're something like a, uh, a dragon instinct barbarian who who can produce fire as well so oh that'd be pretty good yeah, yeah. bard makes a lot of sense for serenary mm-hmm. you know as as these temples are more like traditional style temples you know folks being there leading song and prayers mm-hmm. you know sharing the good word out in the streets that that's bard duty uh serenary also has a number of worshipers who fight uh, they, they call them dervishes they, they fight you know with a kind of uh, acrobatic, very dance-like style. So a bard who dances on behalf of Saren Ray feels like it makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah, like a fire dancer? Mm-hmm. That would be real Saren Ray. I'm kind of... I'm I'm, a, I'm a, of two minds about druid. On one hand, you know, a good druid recognizes that a good fire is healthy for, you know, a lot of forests. And they might, you know, see Saren Ray embody, like, the renewal of fire. Mm-hmm. A good druid might. But also, none of her domains or edicts have anything to do with preserving and respecting nature. So I'm kind of not feeling druid. Yeah, you, most druids being uh, neutral of some kind in alignment, at least the traditional druids that I think you know in RPGs, don't necessarily line up the most with Saren Ray's teachings. But I think you're forgetting an important aspect of nature. The sun. Well, there is the sun. The yeah. sun is so important to nature. Uh, and, you know, someone kind of furthering the sun as a druid <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Uh, one of the uh, entries in, in 1E mentions a bunch of different uh, classes that might worship, you know, clerics and rangers and paladins and monks and bards but it also mentions specifically sun druids so a a druid focused specifically on the sun you know using daylight spells and and other light spells or or things like that Uh, and then of course fire i think it works i think the alignment of nature plus healing people well druids could also like know like the right plants for medicines and stuff like that yeah yeah kind of works out it's not like a perfect like the cleric is to seren ray or whatever but it, it works kind of well i think i think there could be some interesting characters there yeah fighter works for i don't know maybe i'm I, i'm waiting to see when we get to some deities that maybe fighter doesn't work for but especially as a goddess who says you know like punish the irredeemable that's fighter that's fighter all over the place man every god needs their soldiers you know fighting their on their behalf and stuff so fighters i think will fit 
pretty much anyone except for like a pacifist god. That's what I'm saying. Like, would a fighter fit Nethus? Yeah, because fighters can still learn magic. Okay. Well, we'll but have to. They we'll have to multi-class. So I don't know. If yeah. we're talking, if we're talking pure class, that might be. Rough. I think well, we're talking pure class. Well, we'll get to that when when the Nethus. Uh, yeah, for sure. Episode. For sure. But I have some thoughts on that. Oh, gunslinger for sure works. You know, fire. So like, yeah. Yeah. Gun. Yeah. Fire. That for sure works. They literally fire their guns. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> uh, I wonder if investigator is kind of a harder works. sell. But they obviously can become people who focus on alchemy. So that's just going back to the alchemist that works out all right. But is anyone needing to solve crimes or <laughs> track people down <laughs> on behalf of Saren Ray? I guess if you're trying to learn about evil, you know, learning for sure the ins and outs of a, a an evil person, you know, if there's a chance to redeem them or not. Maybe it's, can... it's e- yeah, it's easier to redeem an evil that you know a lot about. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, I think you're forgetting like one of the things: oppression of a community, you know, mm-hmm. or like corruption in the government. The mm-hmm. investigator could definitely be like, rooting seeking out, out evil. Yeah, rooting out the evil, mm-hmm. you know, finding it and and in helping all the people of the community. I could so, definitely. So maybe that. they're destroying evil, but not in the traditional sense of like just going and smiting it or blowing it up with a fireball. They're yeah, they're digging it out. Doesn't uh, the Vatican have detectives? Is that a thing or my hallucinating? That might that? be a thing that's made up for like Dan Brown, Da Vinci Code novels. Oh, uh, I they might. I don't know. I can't say for sure. It just feels like such a like. I I am Vatican detective. I'm Pope. Maybe detective. I'm just. Maybe I'm just confusing the Jesuits with investigators. But I feel like the Jesuits might be, like, holy investigators. There might even be precedent for this. Yeah, maybe. But I think I think you've sold me on it a bit more, that the rooting out <laughs> evil, finding corruption, seeking it out. Yeah. So. Uh, when I think about the inventor, I think about somebody whose focus is on inventing things more than... I shouldn't think about that because, you know, some people like want to invent things to help people. Yeah. You, I, you, I someone invented uh, the wheelchair, right? And that helps people. Um, someone invented the iron lung and <laughs> stuff like that, <laughs> which is used in healing. So, yeah, you, you can invent things for the sake of helping people. I think there are fewer inventors that are going around burning out evil, though. Magus might be the best fit, you know? Yeah. Magus is a great fit. Except for the fact that they don't get divine spells. No, but, like, they get a lot of fire spells if they want them. For sure. Like, that'd be perfect. And uh, a nod to 1E, a lot of Magus builds use scimitars just because that seemed to be, like, the best weapon because you could do the stuff to get dex to uh, your attack and maybe all this other stuff going on with Saren Ray archetypes and all this stuff. It, it kind of worked out that Magus mechanically for min-maxing was pretty good if you uh, were a worshiper of Saren Ray. And I definitely feel like if you could write a character who maybe disagrees with the church of Saren Ray in like their local area, mm-hmm. but, but appreciates the teachings yeah. and, you know, they go and they like explore like fire and, you know, all this magic so they can, do Saiyan Ray's justice on their own. You could definitely mm-hmm. see that. 
and I previewed our questions coming up, so I know there might be some good reasons to disagree with the church. Yeah. I, I don't. How does how does Monk fit into this? Monks. Hmm. I know. I just read the thing that said monks are a good priest, you know, good good adventuring class for them, but. You know what? I, I, I'm finding it harder to <laughs> to see that now that I'm thinking about it. Because um, you're either, you know, kind of the healing, redeeming, compassionate type, or you're the crusader, destroying evil type. And there's nothing stopping a monk from being either one of those, but there's nothing suggesting they're very good. Yeah, like, yeah. obviously you can be a very good warrior as a monk. You could but... be a nice person as a monk. You know, you but, can want to help people. You can want to do all the things that Sarenry says, but nothing about Monk is specific to that, you know? Yeah. The the only thing that I can think of is there's that stance that gives you fire damage <laughs> to your unarmed strikes. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. But, yeah, I, not not saying you can't be a Monk of Sarenry. It just doesn't feel like a very obvious fit right away. Oh, but here's one. Okay, so what if homebrew... Mm-hmm. We make uh, the scimitar a monk weapon for the purposes of a monk of Serenry. Sure, yeah. I think now now suddenly monk makes a little bit more sense, you know? Mm-hmm. You're like a sword saint of Serenry. Yeah. And especially if you're using that fire stance, that, that'd really work pretty well, actually. Mm-hmm. So the oracle specifically has a flames mystery. Oh, so that'd be good. If you're a flame oracle... You're probably into Serenray a bit, at least. So, when I think of oracles, I just think about them as being cursed by the gods with power. Mm-hmm. I can't see Serenray doing that to somebody, though. Yeah, I could see that. It it, it could be that. Um, now, this is just flavoring stuff to try to <laughs> make things work. But... Uh, maybe Saren Ray try to grant you power that you're you can't control, and that's how it manifests mm. as a curse rather than um, you know your typical. Oh, I can just do fire. It's, yeah. Oh, I I have no control over this fire because this is tough. Uh, alternatively, we could be a, a life oracle who's very good at healing people and still. Oh, do, that'd be good too. Yeah. Uh, in the Saren Ray as well. What if what if you were cursed with the power from some other source, and, but like you look to Saren Ray to help you control this power? Mm-hmm. I could know? be. It could be that you know something went wrong and oh my gosh, I'm gonna die. But Saren Ray comes in and like here, I'll help you control it. I can't stop it for you, but you know you have more control, and that's how you become your oracle. Yeah, we don't. Are, we as a community don't know much about the psychic yet. I know you know quite a bit more of it than I do. Yes, I just read it uh, for the preview for No Direction this last week. So I know the psychic in and out at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling the psychic for Saturday. I'm not feeling it. Uh, there is a subclass, if you will, uh, of the psychic that deals with controlling energy so you add energy you, you create fire or you remove energy which creates cold um, so that could be a way that you're you're mechanically connecting to serenry but I think the psychic being very much about self-actualization and, and 
your own power makes it the inverse of the fighter thing that we just had a bit ago where it feels like the psychic we're gonna have to do a bit of work to find uh a, a god where the psychic works pretty well in most cases rory nathus yeah but i feel i feel like generally we're gonna be running into uh, well mm-hmm. you're the psychic you do your own thing you, you care about um you know realizing your own potential more so than you do working with a deity not to say you can't be a worshiper of a god but it's again a harder sell for most cases yeah i feel like generally any character can just say you know i really like what that god does Mm -hmm. i really like what saren ray does but yeah i don't think that the psychic adds to it you know it doesn't complement the saren ray worship hmm interesting one when we come up to rangers I guess I guess Rangers could be actually really Saren Ray for a lot of the same mm-hmm. re- reasons Druid was. You know, maybe they want to like help guide people through the forest because there's evils around. You know, uh, Lauren, who is the most iconic Ranger? It's in, well, it's Aragorn. Well, in in fantasy RPGs, Drist. What does Drist fight with? Scimitars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rangers are very good at dual wielding. It seems like in in. Uh, mechanical fantasy uh, and two scimitars is a pretty good way to go I think <laughs> what's the only thing better than one scimitar <laughs> two scimitars what's better than two scimitars two scimitars that are on fire yeah I think ranger I actually think ranger could work mm-hmm. you know I don't I don't think it's on the nose but maybe that's a good thing about it yeah rogue doesn't work rogue is not so on the nose uh, you can be a rogue of Saren Ray, of course uh, Nothing stopping like an infiltrator or something on behalf of Saren Ray destroying evil, but again, nothing is the obvious. Like, yes, of course, Saren Ray has rogues. Nothing like that. How? I, I feel a challenge now. Like, we have to come up with a way that, like, a rogue would do the things that rogues do in the name of Saren Ray. No, like I said, they they are are the the fiery assassins of Saren Ray, right? Seeking out evil, but doing so subtly and, and stuff. I see that, yeah. yeah. Much much it, like the investigator is kind of more subtle in how it roots out corruption. You root out evil in a more uh, stealthy way. Yeah, it's just the whole, like, most rogues need to kind of work from the shadows, so to say, and, you know, being a goddess of sunlight, that's... Well, not good. Um, think about this. If you're working on behalf of Sphere and Ray, you're trying to help people out, right? Can you tell me about a brigand or a bandit that once, yeah, I don't know, stole from the rich to help the poor? I think Robin Hood was a ranger. Yeah, but I, th- I think that idea still applies to a rogue, I, right? Yeah, I see that. I could see that. You know, kind of for the balance of power. Yeah, I, I guess I guess a rogue Sphere would just be more niche. Yeah, a, a bit so, but that's, I think, a perfect challenge for a player to take on and be like, how do I sell this character's story? Okay. Yeah. Sorcerer works really well, you know. If you're the yeah. right type of sorcerer. Yeah, I mean, the primal spell is, gets uh, gets fire magic and healing. Mm-hmm. I think you could easily go around metting out the the wisdom of Saren Ray with your sorcerer spells. Yeah, I think the hardest sell as a sorcerer is the occult spell list. But the other three spell lists, the other traditions are 
pretty easy to bring fire into or if you're already divine right then that makes a lot of sense and then of course you have things like the angelic bloodline literally blood of the angels you know serenary being an angel pretty easy sell so I actually kind of think summoner might work well, but tell me if I'm wrong for my train of thought. Sure. Where where does an Eidolon come from? Depends on what kind of Eidolon it is, right? Yeah, what if there was like an angelic Eidolon? I think there is an angelic Eidolon, isn't there? There might be. I don't... I don't, I haven't I, we haven't done yet. our episode on the we summoner We haven't done our episode yet. on summoner yet. <laughs> we'll, we'll know in a few weeks. Uh, I'm pretty sure there is an angelic Eidolon. You, you can choose... Um, a variety of different Eidolons. Yeah, looking at it now. Angel Eidolon, your Eidolon is a celestial messenger. A member of the angelic host. Uh, so, yeah, Angel Eidolon. Maybe even looks like a little representation of Saren Ray or kind of inspired by Saren Ray. Very I mean, Saren Ray is an angel. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's a per- it's maybe the perfect fit, you know? Yeah. So I think Summoner works pretty well, as, you know. And Granted that you're somebody who wants to help, you mm-hmm. know, people. Yeah. Uh, the, the the healing aspect, I don't think, is as obvious, though, for, for a summoner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd want to be, like, medicine or something. Yeah. Medicine skill. They'd be great at protecting people. I wonder if Swashbuckler is going to fit in every divine niche that Fighter does. Might be, but I think Swashbuckler is an easier sell than fighter here because we were talking about the the dervishes that spin around in combat oh yeah that's good dance around and stuff that's a perfect swashbuckler right there yeah you're right you tell me about thaumaturge because i just don't know enough about it well i think it's much like the investigator you'd be good at understanding evil uh in a way that helps you know whether or not it's redeemable thaumaturges have the ability to much like with the bardic lore skill, they can do esoteric lore to just kind of recall knowledge on creatures and just know things very easily, very well uh, at, with like any type of creature. So it should be very easy to identify what is truly irredeemably evil and you can destroy it. And that's very useful to know. Uh, they might not be leading the charge on behalf of Saren Ray, but I think a group of people working on behalf of Saren Ray would definitely benefit from having a thaumaturge on their side to to know what's good and evil out there that's what i was just thinking about like a big serenry church in like a big city mm-hmm. maybe they'd have like a thaumaturge as a historian or as an archivist or an artificer or something yeah for i sure. think that that'd probably make a lot of sense you you can't talk me into witch which just doesn't work here which has some healing right brewing potions and stuff that I think kind of works uh, nowhere near as well as the alchemist and you can get the primal spell list uh, to get yourself fire and stuff but you know hexing people and, and that kind of nature I think it is a harder sell for a witch than than a lot of these other classes well now you're done talking me into it which, <laughs> which does have evil eye so you know you can frighten evil mm-hmm. you know with a taste of its own medicine yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Which kind of seems like 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 you're dipping into the dark side to do Sandman. It feels like witch and uh, rogue, and maybe one or two other classes. Saren Ray is always like, yeah, cool, go for it, go go do good on my behalf, but maybe isn't like 
the biggest fan of your methods. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. You're like, you're like a rogue agent, a snare <laughs> or something. I'm not feeling wizard either. You know, a wizard has fire. I mean, fireball is on the arcane spell list. It's very easy to be fire. You can be specifically an evoker wizard, or or even more specifically, an elementalist wizard. But it's very hard to sell me on like the healing and stuff like that. My thing about wizard is that more than any other class, they spend an inordinate amount of time pouring through books mm-hmm. and old tomes and lore when they could be out there feeding the hungry, yeah, you know, or, sure. you know, I, I think, I think wizards, they're, they're too busy with their own things for Saren, right? I think. Except for the one wizard in the setting who decided he was so tired of petty squabbling on Galarian, he decided to go live on the sun. That guy's probably very close to Saren. Oh yeah. No, that's actually good. That's actually real good. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the boons and curses that Saren Ray might offer. Sure. So if you if you know, you do a particularly like impactful like self sacrifice or something, you might see a little bit of blessing from Saren Ray. Her minor boon it improves your healing. So maybe like for one time when you go to heal someone, instead of rolling for it your GM's like, Hey, do you remember when you saved that orphanage? Well, this time you heal someone, you heal them to full. Mm-hmm. Ray smiles upon you. Uh, a moderate boon might uh, grant you the ability to deal fire damage with your attacks, and this fire damage would ignore fire resistance because even Ray's fire is too much for anyone to handle. That's kind of, I like. I actually like that scene. It, it like it embodies the warrior aspect of mm-hmm. Ray. Even nothing in the lore about her says she's a warrior. But it's all like, it's just all here. All the warrior things are well, here, you know. She was a warrior. She she fought Rovagug directly. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. She she did a lot of warrioring, warrioring, <laughs> uh, and but spent most of her other time helping people out. So it it, it I think it kind of shows that like seventy thirty healing and compassion to smiting and and destroying evil. Yeah. I think the major boon of Serenary is really cool. Mm-hmm. You are the voice of peace and rehabilitation. So when you make a request of somebody, you get a critical success in, uh, instead of a success. But more importantly than that, all creatures other than fiends, undead, and mindless creatures give you a chance to speak your piece and make requests before combat. Mm-hmm. Like, just through divine intervention, you have a, you, you get the chance to try and redeem every creature you fight, except for fiends, undead, and, like, mindless stuff. Yeah. That is so cool! Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, the flip side of things, if you make Serenray angry, she gives you sunburns. Like how actually, would, how would you make Sarenray angry? Do you think? I think if you do things that are anathema to her, right? If you don't give someone the chance to try to find redemption when they were honestly seeking it, right? If someone says, "Hey, please forgive me," you know, or "I surrender" or whatever, and then you're just like, "Ah, nah, I'm gonna strike you down." I, even if they were the ones that burned that orphanage earlier that you, that you rescued everyone from, if they honestly said hey forgive me and it wasn't a trick they're just like hey give me a chance to turn myself in even if they're 
still in their hearts, you know, if you were to cast detect evil and they were still playing as evil, they might be taking that first step on redemption and you're like, no, you've already done too much evil and destroy you. That, that would probably offend Saren Ray. Well, you bring up a good question. How does Saren Ray and, and her clergy feel about evil trying to take advantage of their mercy? Evil being like, we I just burned down this orphanage, but I'm sorry, I want to do better. How does Saren Ray feel about that? Uh, I think that's an evil act, and Saren Ray would not <laughs> be into that, right? That That is not a, a legitimate attempt at redemption or... or forgiveness yeah, or but anything good evil good evil well i guess i guess the problem is you wouldn't be able to tell like because good evil is going to do it in a really like convincing way evil succeeds because good is dumb yeah um yeah i mean i hear that and that's hopefully why saren ray lets you succeed on your perception checks to sense motive and stuff right <laughs> yeah um but also it is kind of this is interesting philosophy right here, right? Like, is it kind of on you if you let yourself uh, just immediately be utterly fooled by this evil, right? You can be like, oh, well, they're turning themselves in. Okay, I should be cautious about this, but still have that hope that maybe they are truly wanting to redeem themselves and work with them, but not just immediately be like, oh, they said they, they want forgiveness. Well, I guess all is forgiven and I'm just going to go on my way. No, that's kind of very foolish to just assume that they're going to be immediately good right away. Even if it is someone that is legitimately wanting to do good, it's going to take a lot of work to rehabilitate them, I think. I think you make a good point. Like, your champion of Saren Ray, who encounters evil, who's who's saying that they want redemption, and you don't trust them, you can still turn them into the authorities and mm-hmm. let them find redemption in a prison cell. Or, you know? or even, like, if you do take them in to try to redeem them, you maybe keep a close eye on them, at least at first, right? Because you know, they might slip even if they don't want to, right? If they accidentally slip into their own ways, but they still want to truly do good in their heart, you got to be there to catch them when they fall. Yeah. I feel like that would definitely get you one of the boons of Sarenry. Like, she'd be really impressed if, yeah. you know, you, you took the, that evil person under your wing to show them a better way. It, it takes a lot of work to put someone and keep someone on the path of good rather than just being like, oh, well, I locked them up in jail. And I guess they'll be good eventually. No, you got to work with them. Yeah. Like you said, if you piss off Saren Ray, <laughs> you're going to get a real bad sunburn yes, at first. It's going to leave you clumsy one. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're truly offending Saren Ray, uh, you... You are cast under her her truthful light. You you become unable to tell lies, and compulsively tell the truth whenever you you try to tell a lie. So you you can like shut up, but you you cannot tell a lie anymore because Saren Ray is like, that's it. No no one's gonna trust you anymore uh, unless you tell the truth. If you really do something bad and mm-hmm. you get Saren Ray's major curse, she's going to make it so you can't harm people. Mm-hmm. Unless that those people are fiends and undead. You can still do full harm to them. But all of your attacks are non-lethal and they can never be lethal. And all creatures, except for fiends and undeads, get a plus four bonus to their AC and to their saves against you. Mm-hmm. If... If you want more ideas on things, I think you could also play on 
uh, at least for a curse that first comes to mind is Saren Ray would limit how much you can be healed. She wouldn't prevent you from being healed. Obviously, she she's not trying to get you killed. Uh, so she, it wouldn't be like, you can never restore hit points, but it'd be like every time you get healed, you only heal the minimum amount or something. Ooh, that'd be rough. Yeah, so you can still get healed, but it takes a lot more work and you have to really earn it and maybe uh, finally uh, understand and, and respect what you had before. That's interesting. Yeah, I think that fit pretty well. What do you, do you think, do you think the Church of Sanray would have any holy sites? Are there any things that they'd be like, man, we, we just love this place? I think big open spaces, like you mentioned earlier, because the courtyards, so you can worship. But I think also spots with height, so you are closer to the sun, right? Tops of mountains and stuff uh, feel like obvious holy sites. And, you know, anywhere like uh, you ever, there's that thing, is it Memorial Day or Veterans Day? where they have it lined up in such a way where at noon the sun shines through and it creates like this like little image in memory uh, of like the in holiday. Indiana Jones or like in Indiana Jones where, where things like, there might be specific sites where the sun lines up at certain times of day like or, or at certain times of year like at the solstice for example and it creates like a, a very obvious like this is a cool spot, you know. I don't know. The sun shines through a waterfall once a year here, and it creates an amazing place for worship or something. Yeah, that'd be good. Speaking of, speaking of uh, the winter solstice, that's when the Gods and Magic book has a holiday for Saren Ray, and that's mm-hmm. when it is. It's it's the Candlemark holiday where followers come together and they share what brought them into the church, and it's a it's a good time for people who have kind of realize the error of their ways this is a good time for them to come and get invited into the church so they can start learning to do better yeah and on the opposite of the spectrum the summer solstice is hey when you go worship and dance Saren Ray out in the longest day of the year right the sun is out let's praise it praise the sun yeah and we do have two aphorisms in the God's Magic book, which is mm-hmm. really interesting. One thing that Serenites pl- say is, the dawn brings new light, which I, th- I think is nice, you know? Yeah. I think that's a good one. So also a reminder that, like, there's always something else tomorrow, right? Yeah. And for the more violent-minded <laughs> Serenry folks, they have, for the sun and the fury, more of a battle cry, really. Mm-hmm. So now it is time for questions. We have five good questions for us today. And the first one is from the one and only Mark Seifter. Fan of the show, Cassie Azero has one from Rahadum. If Sanre is so merciful, then why did she only give cryptic visions to the people of Gormaz until it was too late to save them? And then destroy the whole city when they failed to interpret them correctly. Well, here's the thing. Let me tell you about the, the Pitagor Moose. Let me tell you about the story. So this all starts off with that time when Serenway went into battle against Rovagug. Her and the other gods worked together to imprison Rovagug metaphysically within the planet Galarian. That's you know the setting of Pathfinder Lost Omens. That's their planet. right? So Rovagug, this evil destroying god, is trapped within the planet. 
and there are sometimes cracks in the planet that could theoretically reach down to where Robogog is. It's uh, thankfully not the case where he's always just kind of creeping out, but you know, his power is still there. So, uh, Saren Ray says, Hey everyone, stay away from this crack. And you know, people being flawed and whatnot. And Saren Ray herself being flawed didn't make it very clear. Like what exactly she meant was like the Pitagor moves just says kind of that leave, leave this pit, you know, something, something, the pit people are like, Oh, that must be a cool place to visit. That's where Saren Ray, <laughs> uh, did the fight with, uh, Rovagog. It must be a holy site because that's where Saren Ray was. Uh, let's go there. And for a long time, people migrate there and, and build a whole city there. And the entire time, Saren Ray is like, hey, guys, no, you should stay away. No, that's a bad spot. You should maybe get out of there. And very just kind of hands-off approach. Um, and over time, Rovagug's power kind of seeps up and starts corrupting these people. And they start falling into evil ways and stuff until eventually the point reaches where Saren Ray is like, okay, maybe I should act now. She sends her herald. The herald says... Hey, I'm here from Saren Ray. Saren Ray says you should cut this out and you should all move. And by this point, the people are corrupted and evil, and they're like, "Hey, you suck!" And they kill this herald. <laughs> uh, and Saren Ray then becomes enraged and strikes the city with her blade, destroying it, but also tearing open the pit a bit more. Um, it doesn't unleash Rovagug, but it does unleash the spawn of Rovagug. That's where a lot of them come out of. Uh, oops. That stinks, and then Saren Ray is very remorseful about the whole situation, um, which I think is how Saren Ray came to realize that the whole decisive action thing is very important in the first place, right? She could have been, like uh, Mark mentions, um, very clear and direct about ignoring, you know, leave this pit alone, leave this place, it's not a safe place to be. But she chose to, like, you know, trust her worshippers and stuff and followers. And I get that, you know, you don't want to inhibit people's free will and stuff. Uh, but there's sometimes cases where you got to put your foot down and be like, you can't do this, please stop, go away. And it's because she didn't, it, it, it became uh, too much trouble. Uh, she acted, you know, too little too late. And then it caused this whole terrible situation where now there's this terrible pit and there are Spawn of Rovagug coming out of it and evil things crawling out of it. And she's kind of regretted it ever since. Um, if Saren Ray is so merciful, then why didn't she help? She, I think, made a mistake. You know, the gods in the setting are not infallible. Uh, a lot of them are probably not all-knowing either. They're not perfect gods. And I think the reason for that ultimately is a meta reason that makes for more interesting stories, right? It's more interesting to have a world where the gods make mistakes and mess up and, and you can, as heroes, go and try to uh, help clean up those mistakes or maybe even eventually, if you're cool enough, go talk to the god and help them learn the error of their ways, right? That That's an amazing story to be told. If someone goes up and, and tells Saren Ray, like, you were wrong, look what you did, and cleans up her mess. What, what I like about this is that this is also how like Earth mythologies work, 
is like in a lot of them, the gods are flawed. They make mistakes mm-hmm. and they can learn from them. And sometimes yeah. they have to clean up their mess with a little fire and brimstone. Yeah. And ultimately it also leads to in setting a story that people can tell each other, right? Hey, even Saren messed up by not having decisive action. There's a lesson for you to learn there. Everyone deserves forgiveness. Everyone deserves forgiveness, even Saren herself. From user Mirror, what's up with the nascent demon lord Shamira? Is she really Saren daughter? So let me tell you what a nascent demon lord is. There are a variety of different powerful beings that can grant spells. You know, some of them are gods, some of them are other things. If you become a demon lord, you're basically a god. You might be not as powerful as the older, all-knowing, super-powerful gods like Saren Ray or Rovagug or whatever, or Phrasma. But uh, if you're a nascent demon lord, you're on your way to ascension, to receiving that, that power of divinity and stuff. You might have some power that you can grant, but you're not full-on demon lord. And one of the nascent demon lords, Shamira, she is a demon lord that is tied to seduction and succubus stuff like that uh, and hung out with Nocticula back in the day and then Nocticula ascended uh, but uh, Shamira is still around and it looks like she's set to kind of maybe take over Noctimula- Nocticula's former domain in the abyss but if you learn about Shamira it turns out that she has hair made of fire and wings and very similar to Serenray and there are rumors that she might be related to Saren Ray might be her daughter. Saren Ray says, no way, I don't know her. Uh, and I'm sorry, but the answer is, we don't know, actually. It, they haven't answered that question in Pathfinder anywhere. I looked through a couple of different sources. Uh, the best source uh, on this was uh, the uh, Book of the Damned series in 1E, which talks about demon lords and stuff, and Wrath of the Righteous, uh, adventure path which features Nocticula's domain uh, in the abyss but the answer is still yet to be seen I'm of the opinion that she probably isn't um, I think it's interesting that Shamir can represent a philosophical uh, temptation more so than a physical temptation right oh I'm someone that you can come redeem she tells <laughs> the serenary worshippers come save me and then corrupts them right that that's that's a possibility she she could just be using that as uh, a way to trick other people uh from a meta perspective it's i think just put there as a, a interesting question that players and, and gms and, and, and groups together can try to answer at their own home games right there might be someone who decides i really like this shamira thing and creates their own campaign for it and has a good time that's that's just a giant plot hook giant adventure hook ultimately from user vardok bloodstone what would you consider to be the real world influences of sarah oh i don't know i feel like i don't know religious figures as much like i obviously know the greek pantheon and the, the classic stuff that you learn about in high school but do you do you have some thoughts on that lauren well i was thinking you know like ra is like Mm -hmm. the egyptian god of the sun yeah sure i don't remember if he was i don't remember if he was good or not though i feel like he was more of just like an arbiter i think so 
Yeah. I I so much of what I know about gods is through a pop culture lens that might have been twisted from the original mythology. I think does Ra is Ra the one that weighs your your heart against a feather before moving on to the afterlife? Maybe I know the Norse religion much better than the Egyptians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know enough religion stuff. I think there is a lot of Mesopotamian influence in in Saren Ray, at least I could see that the culture and history uh, of, of her worship uh, if you look into it a lot of it came from Kazmaron uh, from the Empire of Kalesh so a lot of like comes from Middle Eastern um, equivalents in the setting and then moves outward from there so if the you know Mesopotamian and, and, and uh, Middle Eastern influences uh, the look of Saren Ray's uh, worshippers, you know, draws on a fair number of those as well, the, the clothing styles and stuff. I wonder if if Sarah wasn't inspired the most by a Forgotten Realms deity. Mm-hmm. One of the big ones, Lathander, who's all about, you know, doing good and dealing with evil. He's not really a fire deity, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I kinda I kinda wonder if that's some influence. Question here from patron Andrew Mullen. What are some redemption stories in media that would be good inspiration for Serenite characters? Darth Vader. <laughs> I can't come up with that many movies that I've seen with redemption stories. Like, I just can't remember that many off the top of my head. But I do feel like Darth Vader is one, you know? Like, mm-hmm. he was the most evil of the evils. And, yep. you know, he had a moment of redemption right, right before he died. Yeah, and it also as inspiration for a serenity worshiper, Luke Skywalker in that case, because he didn't give up on Darth Vader at all. Oh, like, that's true. Yeah, he, he 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 literally put his own life at risk, and you know, possibly the entire galaxy at risk because he believed that there was still good in Darth Vader. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you can almost insert any you know redemption story or even just villain who was capable of being redeemed but maybe mm-hmm. it didn't happen in the movie i feel like any of those would be good for serenite characters yeah. uh, i guess this is spoilers for a 15 year old show or whatever but uh zuko from uh the last oh, that's airbender a good one. uh avatar the last airbender he is uh someone who starts off as the antagonist and gets redeemed and gets to even join the hero by the end of it and draws upon fire for his fire bending so is very connected to the fire themes of Saren Ray so Zuko's probably your best redemption story here um, you you could follow in the, the footsteps of Zuko and play a character who once was evil and got redeemed and that's why they are worshippers of Saren Ray now right? I think yeah I think Zuko's a great a great one from KD Network member Nate Wright. Sarah is the goddess of forgiveness and healing and, and goodness. But is there a precedent for any of her followers who really lean into the fire aspect to deal with the irredeemable? Scorched earth and scimitars. Uh, there is a thing that I don't think has been brought over to 2E. Um, 1E presented a kind of splinter faction of, of the Church of Saren Ray called the Cult of the Dawnflower, which uh, was all about like the 
the people of Kadira, you know, again, kind of drawing on um, a variety of Middle Eastern uh, ideas is like, oh, hey, these people who came over to our lands, they're, they're terrible, let's destroy them. Um, and they also specifically had, um, you know, thoughts about evil, you give it one try, and if it doesn't, you know, if, if it can't be forgiven or, or redeemed after that first attempt, you, you go and destroy it. Uh, so they were very much about, like, you get one shot, right? Uh, no second chances with, with evil. But the, the aspect of, you know, drawing upon kind of some of those ideas of real-world culture and wanting to use the religion to destroy, uh, you know, the people who lived west of them and stuff and kind of icky parallels, a lot of weird stuff going on with that. Uh, I don't think the cult of the Dawnflower exists much in 2E anymore. But um, that that idea of, hey, you, you can be someone who doesn't give second chances uh, as a worshiper of Sin Ray was kind of considered in the setting a bit. And I think you can probably pull that off uh, somewhere else in the setting or, or with a character as long as you're understanding that maybe, again, Saren Ray isn't the happiest with your methods all the time, right? There might be someone who needed to be asked a second time and they would have gone onto the, the path of redemption you, and you don't know for sure because you never gave them that second chance yeah i didn't know of any precedent but i definitely think that like a subsect or like a character who embodies that more militant side of saren ray makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. you know just yeah. as in the real in real world religions you know people cherry pick their favorite parts of religion you would you would have that in the fantasy world too yeah um but I think that there's definitely room for someone who gives them one try, right? And then get, goes all out. Uh, but you would never have a, a Saren Ray group or Saren Ray worshiper that is trying to strike first, right? You always give them a chance. Well, just as Saren Ray represents the sun and the sun must set every day, we come to the close of this episode because that's all we have for you today. Make sure to check out the rest of our content on the No Direction Network. If you like this show or any of our other blogs or shows, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash no direction because it's the support of our patrons that make this all possible. Until next time, I'm Luis. And I'm Lauren. Thanks for listening to Legend Lore. And as always, it's been legendary. <laughs> <laughs>